You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Probably not, but not bad for a running back. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Not bad for a running back is right. That was Lamar Jackson bringing us in on the intro. Once again, thank you for listening to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. This is episode eight. I'm John June at JR Football Nerd. Got my man Greg Penniman here. What's going on, Greg? What's going on? Week one's over. A lot of reactions we got to get to. Uh, it was a fun week. Um, I'm happy football's back. Happy week one results were better than what happened Thursday. So, yeah, let's get right into it. Right into it. Studs of the week. You know, we're going to start with those quarterbacks. And uh, I think somebody who's happy football is back is Lamar Jackson because uh, he had himself a day out there against the Dolphins. He was our number one fantasy quarterback on the week in uh, half-point PPR leagues, fan duel scoring. He was 17 of 20, 324 yards, five touchdowns for 33.56 points on a day. Greg, did you see that game? What what'd you think, man? What did you, you think about yeah. Lamar Jackson's day? Lamar Jackson played so well. I'm, I'm really happy for him. I'm really happy for uh, his production, especially for a guy yet. You're saying how they valued him as a running back. He, he wanted to play quarterback. He proved himself yesterday. Uh, also, the Dolphins are really bad. So, I mean, we, you know, we got to, you know, take it for face value here. We got to be honest with ourselves. We got to see a little more sample size for Lamar. But it was definitely a great start, for, especially for the run game as well uh, for them. Yeah, and uh, I mean, not to pat myself on the back here, but this is my breakout quarterback. And, mm-hmm. you know, after watching some of the game, you know, uh, I haven't watched the whole thing, but watching most of it, um, this is, we, we kind of saw the things I was talking about, right? This offense, like they can morph into whatever they want because of the pieces that they have. You know, they had, you know, Mark Ingram was getting involved. Uh, Justice Hill was getting involved. Um, so Lamar Jackson, they were going play action. He was running the ball when he needed to. But most importantly, he was getting the ball downfield. And he has weapons all over the field now. And this offense is going to be fun to watch. And I, I just can't wait. Another offense that was fun to watch. Um, I, I'm sure you weren't happy to watch it. But the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott. He's our number two fantasy quarterback on the week. He was 25 of 32, 405 yards, four touchdowns for 33.4 fantasy points. What do you think, Greg? Yeah, he had a perfect passer rating also in that game. Uh, I'm as hoping, did Lamar Jackson. As did Lamar Jackson. Yep, yeah, both of them did. Uh, yeah, the Cowboys is shredded. The Giants secondary, it didn't look good at all. Uh, at both, I think Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper both finished like as uh, top twenty-four wide receivers. Um, it, it was it was a bad display from the Giants defense, and you know the offense couldn't really go get it going either for the Giants. Dak played very well. He found his weapons, um, especially. Not from a dominant performance from Zeke, so it was it was all on Dak yesterday, and he came through as you know streaming quarterback. One of we mentioned on the pod, uh, Dak is really good when the Cowboys are favored. He's really good when the Cowboys win, so it was a good performance from him. Yeah, I mean we definitely covered that. Um, you you spe- you said it specifically. He's he's really good when the when they're winning, um, and you know he showed that yesterday. But one of the things I like is how creative this offense looked. I mean, 
They've got new offensive coordinator in there, Kellen Moore, who, <laughs> believe it or not, uh, actually was teammates with Dak Prescott a, a couple years ago. Um, and, and, you know, now this guy is calling the plays for the offense. And um, they're doing a lot of a, a lot of stuff to get uh, receivers in motion to try to identify coverage and, and kind of get the defense confused. And, um, and, and Dak played well, man. You know, 400 yards, four touchdowns. Um, he only had seven, seven incompletions yesterday. Um, and, and the thing I liked was that the four touchdowns went to four different receivers. You know, he wasn't locked into any any one receiver. Um, and, and you know, I feel like if like you know these these two guys here, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, you know, finished one and two, and and these guys were going in the tenth and and fifteenth round of drafts. You know, Dak was going undrafted. Dak's probably still available in some leagues, yeah. and if he is. You should pick him up, cause honestly, um, you know he's got he's got a good schedule. He's he, he's got the uh, uh, I have a blank. Do you know who he plays next week? I believe the Cowboys play the Redskins. Yes, they play the Redskins yeah. next week, and then the week after that, they play the Dolphins. So, oh yeah, um, Lord, give me he's, that. He's got a he's got a really good schedule the next two weeks, um, and this offense looks uh, really good. So yeah, I, I look to expect more performances like this from Dak in the future. Um, somebody who we just got through watching in, in a, a, a great game, probably Ooh, the, what game. you said the best game of the weekend, uh, of, of football this week. Um, Deshaun Watson, he, he puts up 31.72 fantasy points, uh, in a shootout with Drew Brees in the, in the Superdome. He goes 20 for 30, 268 yards, uh, three touchdowns, one interception, but he also had an additional, um, touchdown on the ground and he added, uh, I think it was about 40 yards rushing if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, man, he he uh, put everything into that game. I was just watching it. It was insane. He dinked up all game. Back was hurting. Knees was hurting. Came coming through for his team. Uh, I'm I'm really unfortunate they lost that game. It was it was a good game both sides. Both teams deserve to win. But uh, yeah, Deshaun he's gonna be a stud. You know, now. Number top three quarterbacks when we were talking about our quarterbacks, so he he's gonna be there. Yeah, and this is what you this is what you come to expect from Deshaun, man. You know, you got the not only does he have the uh, the the like explosive rushing ability, which he was limited tonight because he did uh, get a little banged up on the uh, he did get a little banged up on the touchdown run, the twenty one yard touchdown run. If you hadn't seen it, you need to go watch it because it was it was really it was really great. It was it was a great play call, a great run. It was on fourth and two. Um, it was a, a wonderful display of athleticism. Um, it was a little scary to to watch Deshaun go airborne like that. Um, and he landed on his apparently looked like his back or his backside, but it, yeah. it it didn't seem to to bother him too much in this one as he was able to to you know stay in the pocket and and, and deliver balls accurately down the field to go toe to toe with Drew Brees at, at, in a Superdome. Yeah, that watch, was great. Yeah, it's it's crazy how the impact of the medical tent like scares us so badly. Like it's on the sideline. Anytime someone starts walking in that tent, you, everyone starts freaking out. Those alerts get sent it out, and you're just like going crazy, uh, as a fantasy owner and just an owner in general. Yeah, I, I have a I have a few shares of Deshaun this year, so um, you know if he were to go down, it, it would it would kind of hurt. Yeah. The number four quarterback on the week it was my stream of the week. Uh, mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford came through in a in a big time matchup uh, against the Arizona Cardinals. He he was twenty seven point six fantasy points on this, on the on the night. Uh, it's 27 to 45, 385 yards, three touchdowns. He did lose one fumble in this one and added 22 rushing yards. Uh, did you see this game, Greg? What'd you think? I saw a little bit of this game. Um, probably towards the end because the first three quarters were rough for the Cardinal side mostly. Then it got turned up in the fourth quarter. But I, I saw some 
couple good throws. Uh, got Kenny Galladay a touchdown. Um, he was spreading the ball well. Uh, Marvin Jones did a little bit here or there. So, um, it, yeah, Marvin uh, Matthew Stafford had a solid game against a, uh, a bad defense. I think he'll have good matchups. When he has good matchups, he will produce uh, going forward. Um, yeah, I would definitely keep an eye on him for when you need to stream a quarterback, for sure. Yeah, this is um, this is definitely uh, Matt Stafford. This is definitely what he does. Um, you, you know, if he's got a good matchup, he's going to eat. You know, yeah. uh, it's... it's it's uh he doesn't he's not somebody that's very efficient but if he's got a good matchup and you know uh he's got good receivers and Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, uh, TJ Hawkinson the rookie tight end had himself a day we'll talk right, about him right. later. Um you know Danny Amendola showed up, you know, he decided he wanted to play football again I guess. So um you know but again we got to remember this Arizona defense is bad. We 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 said that going into this game. Um you know we talked about that almost pretty much I felt like for for a long time during the summer. Um, and it's it's a defense that we're going to continue to target in fantasy. And and honestly, um, you know, I had I I know that Kenny Galladay is my my wide receiver my wide receiver bust. Um, but you know, I would I would use this <laughs> use this matchup as as an opportunity to probably flip him for something, coming off the good game. Maybe somebody um, didn't doesn't know that the Arizona defense is that bad, and you know maybe you might be able to get something out of it. But um, one person I know you're not trading, Greg, is Patrick Mahomes. Uh, oh, man. He was the QB5 on the week. Uh, 27.32 fantasy points. He used 25 of 33, 378 yards passing, three touchdowns, and one big scare to Greg's heart with a high ankle sprain, supposedly. Talking about those medical tents, yeah, uh, the, mo- <laughs> the most an- famous ankle sprain of week one of, like, all time to me. It was crazy. Uh, he was rolling down the field. He had thrown a pass, got like thrown to the ground, uh, was limping a bit. But he said that's he's had worse ankle sprain. That's Patty Mahomes. He's gonna be fine. Gonna put some ketchup on that and be I. Right, uh, he's gonna rub some ketchup. He be he be fine. Yeah. Don't worry about. Yeah, that. I mean, uh, I thought it was pretty interesting because Andy Reid said that uh, Pat Pat Mahomes has had had an ankle before, and I thought, well, that's interesting because I thought Pat Mahomes had two ankles. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but uh, he seems to be fine. Um, he came back in. It didn't. It didn't seem like it worried him at all. Um, he was able to to still to still deliver balls accurately. I mean, the guy only had six completion, six inc- oh eight sorry eight incompletions on the day. So he still threw for almost three hundred seventy eight yards. Um, this was with his number one uh weapon leaving, number one receiver leaving. So yeah, Pat Mahomes no problem in this one. Um, and then to round out the top twelve, we get. Case Keenum, Tom Brady, Carson Wentz, Philip Rivers, Marcus Mariota, Kyler Murray, and Drew Brees round out the top twelve. Um, moving on to the running backs. Um, yeah, man, I got to talk about my guy, my number one running back on the season, mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. He came through big time. My man had nineteen carries, one hundred twenty-eight yards, two touchdowns. But the part that we talked about, the part that I talked about the most, ten catches for eighty-one yards. What do you got, Greg? He's better than oh, your sorry. favorite receiver. 37.9, 37.9 fantasy points on the day. Half point PPR. Yeah, man. He's he's better than your favorite receiver. Yeah, 10 catches for 81 yards. That's crazy. All along with the, the stats you're saying on the rushing. In a bad uh, Cam Newton game, Like he he's, he was the offense yesterday. Um, they lost that game by three points to, to the Rams. But he was everywhere, getting jump balls. Um, he, he's, he's a stud. He's so good. I love McCaffrey. Yeah, uh, CMC man, uh, he was running all over that that Rams defense. Um, 
you know, he was he gave the Ram he gave the Car- the Carolina Panthers every opportunity to win that football game. Um, you know, the stat that doesn't show up here in the box score that's the most important to me though, mm-hmm. Greg. You is the hundred percent of the snaps. One hundred percent. You, you know, mentioned, I was saying like about ninety nine, ninety eight. Ninety four point five percent of the snaps last year. That yep. was the, that led the entire league, or that led all running backs. Um, he played a hundred percent. You know, the the Carolina Panthers told us all off season how they needed to get you know other running backs in there because they didn't, <laughs> they didn't want to tire out Christian McCaffrey. But you know, as we've learned about head coaches. In the league, they're liars, and Christian McCaffrey got 100% of the touches. One of uh, only two backs to do that, um, so we'll get to that. But, yeah, that's my guy, Christian McCaffrey, CMC. Uh, next guy on the list, Austin Eckler. My man had 36.4 fantasy points and half-point PPR. He got you ni- 96 receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, 58 rushing yards, and six receptions total. So uh, what you got over there, Greg? Yeah, what you, what'd you really, think of that performance? Really good game for Eckler. Uh, closed the game in overtime. Uh, got the mm-hmm. game-winning touchdown. He uh, he was he was everywhere as well. Um, especially splitting, not splitting time. Got the majority of the carries, like we were talking about, over Justin Jackson. Um, a clear role there. Even Melvin Gordon tweeted on the side at, at home <laughs> how Austin Eckler was eating. So uh, everyone was in support of him yesterday. He he did a really good job. Yeah, I mean, and this is this is what we know to get from us from Austin Eckler. He's a, he's a, an explosive player. The 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 Chargers love him. Um, you know, and he he's he's useful in the run game. He's useful in the pass game. This guy is just an all around. You know, he's just a really good football player. And um, you know, he makes plays on that team. The, you know, the concern here is though, um, is. You know, Austin Eckler, I, I do have some concerns about him getting injured. Maybe that's just recency bias. Um, but there are concerns with when Melvin Gordon does come back. But, you know, again, this was a this was a great day. He's a, this was a fantasy-winning matchup. And expect more performances like this going forward. Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, you got to probably expect him also. Maybe an uh, early performance. You saw my Melvin Gordon coming back soon. Could be a sell-high candidate going in early for Austin Eckler. So, Keep that in mind. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Um, next on the list, the guy who uh, not, I know neither one of us are really huge fans of, but uh, he's third on this list, Derrick Henry. He had 28.4 fantasy points, 19 carries, 84 yards, and a touchdown. He also had one reception for 75 yards and one touchdown. What do you make of this, Greg? Yeah, he got that big uh, reception. For the seventy yard, seventy one yards for that touchdown helped him out a, a bit. Uh, I was playing against Derrick Henry in a one league. Yeah, helped him out a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> playing in one of the leagues, sixteen so. points on one play. That's crazy. That's crazy. That just sounded like his year last year. How he scored all fifty percent of his points in like three games. But, uh, Derrick Henry did really well. They they overpowered the Browns in the run game. They tired them out. Uh, it was it was a close game in the third, and then. Event Tennessee just you know pulled away. I think with establishing the run game, um, Derrick Henry did really well. Uh, yeah, he had a, he had a pretty solid game. Um, yep. He, he heard he heard what we had to say probably on the podcast. That's why he was like, I'm gonna have to step up, prove John wrong. Well, I Greg, I mean Derek, it was Greg that said it. I know you're a alert, very large human being, so if you're gonna come after one of us. Come, go after Greg, please. <laughs> 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 No, but um, no, but this is this was this was a, a really good performance from Derrick Henry. I don't want to take anything away from him. Um, Tennessee Titans, like you and I anticipated, in this game would would keep this game much closer uh, than it actually was. And I know that it was a forty-three to thirteen game, 
But this game was much closer than than the the score actually says. It was twelve to thirteen at one point. Yeah. And then the Titans pulled away uh, about halfway through the third quarter. So um, yeah, this was this was this was a close game, and this is what we talked about in the in the off season. Um, you know, we said that Derrick Henry, if the if the game script was favorable, um, and he was able to get those touches, uh, then you know there's a possibility that this was going to happen. Um, you know, but. I don't know. We'll see as the season goes on. We'll see how many more of these performances keep happening, especially, you know, obviously, uh, you know, we're not right about everything. And, you know, if we prove to be wrong on this and that's just, you know, the nature of the beast, you know, it is what it is. But uh, I I expect I don't expect Derrick Henry to be on this list many more times after this. Yeah, um, I think I'm with you on that. Number four, my a guy I was uh, heavily touting this week. Mac. <laughs> hey. yeah. Um. My man Marlon Mack, 25.4 fantasy points. He had 25 carries, 174 yards, one touchdown, and a two-point conversion. Um, again, this is this is kind of like what we talked about before. Um, if the game script is close, Marlon Mack is going to be in these times of games. Um, the reason why I feel like they're able to, to sustain these kind of games, though, as opposed to a team like the Titans, is because I feel like this is a better team. It's a better overall talented, like it's a, it's a more talented roster. The offensive line is better, and I and I have faith in Frank Reich as a as an offensive play caller and as a as a head coach. Um, so I knew that I knew that the Titans would or the the Colts would be in a close game with the Chargers here. So I anticipated that Marlon Mack would get his touches, and he got twenty five of them. That's crazy. Um, That's a good number. Yeah. So, <clears throat> uh, I mean, I know he had a sixty three yard touchdown run. So you you know you could probably make the same argument. You know, twelve of his points came on one play, um, but. Yeah, I really, I, I, I really like this happening, you know, going forward as well. But the one thing that does concern me is he had no involvement in the pass game. Um, so you know, maybe that could be just a function of the game script that they were able to give it to him twenty five times. But um, that that's one reason to be concerned if if I were a Marlon Mack owner. Yeah, but um, definitely good signs from Marlon Mack in general. I don't think. Naheem Hines was anywhere to be found or in that game for sure. Uh, I mean, was, yeah, I mean, let's pull that up. Uh, yeah, Naheem, I mean, Marlon Mack played seventy six percent of the snaps. Okay, Naheem Hines played played twenty seven percent of the snaps running back. Marlon Mack was in the game for forty eight snaps. So forty eight of his snaps, he only carried the ball twenty five times. Um, this fifty yeah, percent. So you know, what was he doing the other 50% of the time? I'd have to go back and watch the game to see. But, um, you know, it's something that, we, you know, we'll continue to keep an eye on as the season goes forward. But moving forward, um, a guy you, you had as your start of the week, you you stole him from me. I mean, I, I felt like we could maybe share this one, maybe. But, no, but uh, Dalvin Cook, uh, he had 25 fantasy points, 21 carries, 111 yards. He had two touchdowns. Um, hold on, I'll grab the receiving work. Uh, he had yeah, two catches for nine yards, yeah. so not nothing, nothing crazy. But um, yeah, I mean the, the the Minnesota Vikings threw the ball ten times in this one. I think. Yeah, I think the only reason he got two receptions is because how well he was running. I think they just wanted to keep pounding it, pounding the run game. Um, yeah, Derek Carr only threw it ten times. You saying uh, he only had ninety-eight yards and one touchdown to Adam Thielen. Um, yeah, Dalvin Cook was a Derek piece. Carr. You mean Kirk I mean, Cousins? Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Kirk <laughs> got the Raiders in front of me. Uh, yeah, right. Is, uh, he had a really good game, uh, running very well, running over guys, running around guys. He, he ran. That was probably probably the best one of the best games of his career so far. 
I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I looked. I remember looking at the box score at one point, and Dalvin Cook had two carries for 40 yards and a touchdown. So that was a good day. And apparently, um, Alexander Madison had a pretty good day behind him. So it's a good day overall for the Vikings offense. As yeah. They got a, uh, as they won big against the uh, the Atlanta Falcons at home. Yeah, you were talking about how the Vikings want to get run the ball more. Uh, they fired the last coach because they didn't run the ball enough. So I think this they're committed to it, and this is very good outlook for Dalvin Cook. Uh, going hey forward. man, I just I just chalked that up to human psychology, you know. Like, <laughs> if if I replaced somebody who got fired for not doing something, I'm probably gonna do that thing that they got fired for not doing. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So <laughs> ten throws, ten throws, <laughs> ten, ten pass attempts. I think I think I think Mike Zimmer gets the point now. Yep. yep. Right. Uh, so uh, moving moving forward, round out the top twelve: uh, David Johnson, Mark Ingram, Chris Carson, Alvin Kamara, Le'Veon Bell. Malcolm Brown and Saquon Barkley. Um, yeah. You know, moving forward to the wide receivers. Ah, oh man. Oh my god. This one, this one, you, I have to, I have to just give you the floor here, Greg. Go ahead, go ahead, take so, it. So you know, take it. I got a, I got a really solid team. I got my man Pat Mahomes. You know, got Chris Godwin, T.Y. Hilton, Alvin Kamara, Evan Ingram. You would think all, all those players, <laughs> you would win your fantasy matchup, but no. Your man's got Sammy Watkins. Um, literally, Rob had Sammy Watkins. This is an auto draft guy. He didn't. He doesn't know the impact of Sammy <laughs> Watkins, and he literally destroyed my team single handedly in a full point PPR league. So that means he had about fifty points. I think he had fifty on the dot. Fifty um, in the full in our full point PPR league, but in Fanduel scoring, Sammy Watkins got you nine catches for a hundred and ninety eight. Yards. Oh Why gosh. couldn't they just get him two hundred oh and three gosh. touchdowns? Forty-two point three fantasy points again. So, uh, Sammy Watkins with a huge day, and this is this is really big. Um, I think like this is this got to be bittersweet, Greg, because I said here on the pod with the yep. pregame previews, I said I would probably the one person I'd probably be afraid of is Sammy Watkins, given the matchup, Jacksonville. Maybe he gets AJ Boye. And you came out, Greg, and you said, John, I disagree here, man. You know, I see Sam- <laughs> Sammy Watkins had a he had a good game against these guys last year. Um I think he could have another good game. And uh yeah, Sammy Sammy Watkins I think, you know, he 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 wanted to show me he was good at how, how good he was at football. So he said, "Let me go off in Greg's opponent's lineup." Yeah, I, I guess I was wrong cuz I thought he said he would have a good game. The man had a great game. <laughs> he had a great game. <laughs> uh yeah, the the Jalen Ramsey Tyreek Hill, I guess that he kind of took him out the game and that like just impacting it more. I think he already had like 20 points in the first quarter after like the first three drives. Like he was balling out. Or, or, and going forward, yeah. I mean, Tyreek Hills, I think he doesn't have a timetable right now, um, but he's definitely expected to miss some time. So Sammy Watkins definitely has some wide receiver one upside, I would say. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we'll, we could get into that as we cover the injuries later, but, um, you know, somebody who it was revenge time in Philly. Oh, man. But Deshaun Jackson, 31.4 fantasy points. He had eight catches, 154 yards, and two touchdowns. Oh, man. Greg, yeah, man. What happened here? What you, what you think? I think Deshaun might be, Deshaun Jackson might be, like, the best fantasy revenge player. Uh, like, just fan, revenge oh, player yeah. in general. He kills all yeah. the teams he plays against, like, that he, uh-huh. like, former teams. It's crazy. Uh, so, he's he, impressive there. Both of his touchdowns on deep balls, what he loves to do. Carson Wentz is going to love this man all year. He's going to take sh- at least two or three shots a game for DJX, I think. So, yeah, he has definitely has some wide receiver two upside. 
uh, going forward. Um, it's definitely got that boomer bust aspect still, um, but if he can get a little more consistency throughout the year, he's going to be a solid wide receiver too. Yeah, uh, Deshaun Jackson, he was my wide receiver sleeper um, that I brought up on the wide receiver podcast. Um, the, the, the reason why I love Deshaun Jackson so much this year is, I mean, he's obviously he's tied to my number three quarterback on the year, Carson Wentz. Um, so I, I love him for that. But, you know, this guy still got speed, uh, as we clearly saw on Sunday. Uh, he was able to get behind his Redskins secondary twice on Sunday. Um, you know, I think they clocked him at 20, at almost 21 miles an hour on his 51-yard touchdown. He was one of the fastest players in the NFL this weekend. So, you know, even at 30-plus 30, 30 years old, Deshaun Jackson still has it. Um, unfortunately for me, I didn't play him. I benched him in my season-long leagues because um, I was scared of the finger injury, apparently. Mm. I was afraid the wide receiver with a finger. But I did play him in FanDuel, so that was nice. <laughs> um, moving forward, somebody I didn't play in FanDuel, and I probably still won't play, but we'll see. John Ross, 31.3 fantasy points. Fantasy points. He had seven catches for a buck fifty-eight and two touchdowns. What do you make of this? Yeah, uh, I think while A.J. Green is out, John Ross has some intrigue. Uh, he was basically Seattle, I mean, Cincinnati's offense yesterday. Uh, Joe Mixon got dinged up, hurt. Gio Bernard really didn't do a lot. Uh, it was all John Ross um, and, and Andy Dalton uh, throwing over 400 yards. So uh, without A.J. Green, I think he has some intrigue. But uh, I think on when A.J. Green comes back, he probably won't be, an, uh, be a non-factor. Yeah, I mean, I need to go back and see this game in its entirety because um, I know that the one touchdown, I didn't see the flea flicker, but I know the other touchdown was, you know, a deep touchdown where the safety should have should have intercepted that pass. Um, but seven seven catches for a buck 58, that's nothing to sneeze at. That's a really big fantasy day. Um, so, you know, this is something that I'm, I'm really going to take a look at. But, yeah, like you said, games without A.J. Green, we're going to have a few of those this year. So we'll see. But something I brought up today, um, you know, we'll move forward quickly. But just want to touch on this. Zach Taylor is the offense. He's the head coach for the for the Bengals. He is a former. He's a he's he is a former Sean McVay assistant. So do do with that information what you will. But, um, you know, Andy Dalton threw for a career high 400 yards yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, he's never done that before in his career. Um, this was in this was against the Seattle defense. Yes, I know it's not as strong as it has been, but this game was still in Seattle where historically they're they're pretty strong to play. This is also against, the, you know, he was playing with an offensive line, which we touched on in the pod, where he was playing with his third string left tackle. Um so you know he wasn't he didn't have the best situation and he was still able to you know produce a fantasy day like this. So uh, this is this Bengals offense might be some, might be one that we have to keep an eye on moving forward. Um, another person we have to keep an eye on moving forward: Baltimore Ravens wide receiver, rookie wide receiver Marquise Hollywood Brown. Twenty-eight point seven fantasy points. He had four catches for a buck forty-seven and two TDs. What do you make of this one, Greg? Yeah, that, it was absolute beast. The touchdowns I saw from him. We're just, I don't know. There was no safeties over the top for the Dolphins most of the time. He's so fast. Uh, he was gone. Uh, it was it was crazy. Um, and the big point that you were telling me earlier today, that he only played 12 snaps. He did all this on 12 snaps. That's ridiculous. Uh, it, it, yeah, I was, it was it reminded me of like Tyreek Hill in his first year. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is the player that we're going to overreact to the most. Like yeah. that the the community is gonna overreact to the most because you know like like we touched on only twelve snaps so like 
you know, what, how do we, what do we make of that? Is that a good thing? Is that a, is it a bad thing? Like, so, so it's, it's uh, definitely say, you know, it's a, it's a good thing. You know, he's a rookie, so maybe they, you know, just didn't want to give him all like as many snaps. Uh, but I think he's earned more snaps going forward. No, I mean, he was, he was injured, right? I think that that's the one thing we have to keep, we have to remember is this guy, he had Liz Frank, he was drafted, um, you know, in the first round. Uh, so this is obviously a guy with pedigree, but he, when he was drafted, he had a foot injury, um, a Liz Frank injury. Uh, and you know, you never want to date a girl named Liz Frank, but <laughs> a, a Liz Frank injury. Sorry if your name, I really apologize if your name is Liz Frank. He had a, a Liz Frank injury and he wasn't able to, um, to practice pretty much in the off season. They played him in the preseason game. Uh, they, he played a little bit, um, but he wasn't, he was he he actually limit he was limited in practice for most of the week and it was actually a surprise that he was even active um so for him to even be active and and to only play 12 snaps and to do this in 12 snaps is is pretty crazy to me um i i, I watched all of his all of his touches all four of his catches this guy is straight up explosive man like it's the speed that he has like i don't even know how to who to compare it to at this point it's like it's almost Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah, definitely Ty- Tyreek Hill. Right, like, yeah. and then you combine that with the deep passing ability of Lamar Jackson. Um, I mean, this is gonna be scary. It's gonna be real scary. It's gonna be yeah. Um, it is. So I mean, yeah, I mean, this is something that, and we'll get to this later, but um, this is something to def. This is definitely something that we're gonna have to figure out as fantasy over, as fantasy owners, how to navigate through. So going forward. Uh, we have DeAndre oh, yeah. Hopkins, somebody oh, yeah. who is not a stranger to this list. Oh, yeah. 27.1 fantasy points. Uh, he used eight catches for 111 yards and two TDs. What you make of this one, Greg? Yeah, Marcus Lattimore, he gave him that work, yo. <laughs> All these catches were so tough, too. Uh, it, was, it was good coverage, um, but it's just D-Hop, man. And it was crazy because in the first half, he dropped two balls and everyone was like, yo, Armageddon, like the apocalypse is here. D-Hops dropped two passes after like not seeing him, like felt like he didn't drop any last season. Um, but he made up for that going forward on third downs too, making big conversions for Deshaun Watson. Um, he's just the stud, yo. He's, he's the most talented oh, receiver in the league, man. I wish that you could meet D-Hop one day. Yeah, I really hope. Sure. Like, I would hope that you, I, you know, I could hope that you meet him tomorrow and you explain to him why he's your number two fantasy wide receiver of the season. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, dude is, this dude I would, is, absolute I would definitely, animal. I would definitely have to, like, I would definitely just change up real quick and just be like, no, oh, no, just, no, just the rankings you. real quick. I got oh, you. No. Nah, you know my number one, bro. You my number one. You want me a fantasy championship. You want me? <laughs> nah, but D-Hop was absolutely, like you said, he was phenomenal in this one. Um, you know, we already touched on his quarterback. He was, he he finished uh, in the top five as well this week. But these two are a bad, bad duo, man. I don't know how. If you're a defensive coordinator and, and you got to go up against these these two on yeah. Sunday, I don't know how you get sleep at night. Yeah. This is, yeah, think, it's I crazy. Think- them two and Deshaun, I mean, and Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill are probably like two of the deadliest combos in, in the league. So. I mean, honestly, I, at this point, I'll take Pat Mahomes with anybody. If you saw Sammy Mahomes did, you're Pat right. Yeah, absolutely. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> All right. So let's see. Rounding out the top 12, 
We got T.Y. Hillen, who did not miss Andrew Luck, Philip Dorsett, DJ Shark Week, uh, Keenan <laughs> Allen, John Brown, Larry Fitzgerald, and Terry McLaurin. Um, so that rounds out the top 12 fantasy wide receivers. Uh, moving on to the position that we said was dead, but apparently they had they felt differently about it. The tight end position. Um, yeah. Your tight end start of the week. Mm-hmm. He's the one that's going to lead us off. Evan Ingram, 23.1 fantasy points. He had 11, 11 catches 11. for a, 116 yards and a touchdown. Um, eating up those underneath targets against this Dallas Cowboys defense in garbage time, just like you said he would, Greg. Yep, yep. Getting those dinking dunks that Eli checked down king you know that's you gotta expect that for a lot of these games if the giants are gonna be down you know they're not gonna like they're not gonna quit on games uh even when Damian jones came in for that last drive he, he threw it i think once two times or one to, to evan ingham same type of plays um he, he's gonna have his role i don't think he was he was lined up at like receiver for a lot of snaps like he's just a guy you just throw out there and just go get the ball so he had a really good game yeah evan ingram was really good in this one um he just <laughs> He just looks so athletic running out there. It's crazy because you know, comp- you know, this guy with this guy had four four speed coming out of Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's questions about his blocking, but I don't. I, why would I ever put this guy on a football field to block That's somebody? I want this guy. <laughs> I want this guy running routes. I want this guy getting matched up on up on tight ends and safeties. Because um, this guy is basically a wide receiver. Yeah, um, he had 14 targets. Yeah, I mean, he, and his touchdown was even really good because he pretended to block. If I'm, the, if I'm the Dallas Cowboys, why would I ever think this guy's going to come block me? <laughs> he pretended he pretended to block um, and then got open in the end zone, and Eli was able to find him down there. So uh, it was it was just all-around great showing from, from Evan Ingram. Um, someone who we didn't count on getting loose against this Arizona defense and this Arizona secondary, but they definitely didn't waste time doing it, was uh, TJ Hawkinson. He had 22.1 fantasy points. The rookie tight end did. Six catches, 131 yards, and a touchdown. Um, this guy went number 10 overall. Uh, I know he's somebody you 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 texted me yesterday. You said, I finally have a dynasty tight end. Uh, so go ahead, Greg. Tell us about your dynasty tight end here. Yeah, I'm excited about TJ Hawkinson. Uh, my uh, probably number one rookie pick uh, in the dynasty draft. He, he produced. I didn't start him, but I think I'm going to consider him going forward, especially if he's going to get the numbers like he did yesterday. Um, he, he played very well uh, for Matt Stafford. Um, I think, he, yeah, he was the, the lead guy for them as far as a pass catcher. So, uh, he, yeah, he did really well, uh, for, especially for a rookie tight end. Rookie tight ends don't produce, uh, and he, he definitely did well. The thing that's crazy to me about this, the one that sticks out is, I mean, the stat line is, is, is crazy because, right. you know, six catches for a buck 30. That's like a Deshaun Jackson stat line, you know? Right. Like, uh, I don't even. Do you have the average on that? It's twenty-one yards a catch. Twenty-one point eight yards a catch. That's absolutely crazy. But you know, if you know anything about this guy, this is not out of the realm of possibility. This guy was an athletic freak coming out of Iowa. Um, Noah Fant was already was also uh, was also touted as a freak as well. But this guy, um, there was a reason why he went ten overall. <laughs> um, yeah, this guy at, at 6'5", 251, ran a 4'7", 37 and a half inch vert. It's really explosive for a guy that size. Um, but the thing that sticks out to me is he had 142 air yards, which is a insanely high number to have in a game. Um, just to put that in perspective, that's most amongst all tight ends, um, and that would have put him sixth amongst all receivers. No, sorry eighth amongst all receivers that actually ties him with Deshaun Jackson for the 
for the for the same amount of air yards. So that's an insanely high number. Um, I I I I'm curious to see if if that sustains itself. Um, I, I I want or if that's just a function of how bad this Arizona defense is. Yeah, um, you definitely like to correlate air yards to some fantasy success uh, at Fantasy Football Diagnostics. That he had a, a very good display. Cardinals defense, we talked about it. Who were their cornerbacks? Who were their coverage players? They are bad. So um, you gotta, you know, keep an eye on them for next week. But I, I, I think for a tight end, for the tight end position in fantasy, I wouldn't, you know, you can roll them out there as a starter. I no, of course. Week. I mean, if this guy, if if a tight end has this kind of upside, I'm rolling him out yeah. every single week. Yeah, absolutely. There's, like, there's no, there's no shot. Um, somebody I kind of wish I rolled out this week because I made a last-minute tilt to bench him in all my leagues. I know, my tight end sleeper. Um, but Mark Andrews, he had 20.8 fantasy points. He had eight catches for 108 yards and a touchdown. Um, yeah, this this guy was, I mean, he, you know, Lamar Jackson was, 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 was feasting. And so uh, Mark Andrews actually led all. All Baltimore Ravens pass catchers in targets with eight, and he caught all ta- all eight of his targets. So he is Lamar Jackson's number one receiver. Um, I've said that. I said that in the off season. Um, you know, if you extrapolated his his numbers out last year, they would have taken you seven hundred yards. Obviously, I'm not going to do that right now because that would be an absurd thing to do to give him sixteen hundred yards and sixteen touchdowns. Um, but if he does, you heard it first at Fantasy Football Diagnostics. But um. No, but Mark Andrews, phenomenal game here. What do you think, Greg? Yeah, Mark Andrews did really well. Uh, I have him in one of my leagues. I started him. I took your advice, and he he, he produced. He he did really well. Um, just another good performer for this through this Ravens uh, offense, um, and I, I think his outlook going forward is a solid uh, tight end one for sure, like, at least a low-end tight end one for me. Full disclosure, the reason I benched Mark Andrews is nothing about my faith in Mark Andrews. It was just I thought, and I said it on the pod, I didn't think that the Ravens were going to need to unleash uh, Lamar Jackson and this passing offense against the Miami Dolphins. I thought it would be a more of a ground-and-pound kind of day, and we would just see these running backs. And um, But I think they, they wanted to make a statement. Um, and I, I made it, I, I reacted to the AB news and I, I went and picked up Darren Waller and uh, started him either benched Mark Andrews or in, in one league, I dropped him cause it's a 10 team league. So I was able to, to make a move like that, but I dropped him for, for Darren Waller. Um, and as this game, you know, as we currently record this podcast, Darren Waller has six catches for 62 yards. So, there you go. um, it could, I could still be okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. So somebody who is on this list, number four, they are who we thought they were. To <laughs> yep. quote, yep. to quote the late Denny Green, Delaney Walker here. He had twenty fantasy points. He had five catches, fifty-five yards, and two touchdowns. What do you got, Greg? I know you 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 called this guy out. I got to give you credit. You called this guy out uh, early. Early. I think in our first episode, the Genesis, you called this guy out. Oh man. Um, Dang. Yeah, yeah, it feels like forever ago. Yeah, it does, it um, does. Ep- episode 8, right? Um, but you know, we you brought this guy up back then and I and I and I was like, you know, hey, do you know Delaney Walker is still applying probably applying for his AARP card? He did I remember that? Oh no, no yeah, I totally <laughs> Yeah. No, but uh you know, I got to give you your credit here. You said it and you know, we talked about this, you know, uh earlier today actually. Um, you know, I, I was I was telling you how I had actually um you know, as fantasy owners, as fantasy players, right? Um, we we have an opinion, right? But we have to recognize when our opinion is is flawed or it's wrong. 
you know, and, and we have to be able, and it's very humbling to do, but right, we have to put our pride aside, put our ego aside, because at the end of the day, we want to, we're trying to win. We've got to be able to understand when, um, we've got to be able to shift our opinion, you know, basically at the, at the change of, of a, at the drop of a hat, we have to be able to do that, right, Greg? Yeah, you have so, to, or you're, you'll lose weeks, for sure. You'll lose weeks if you do, if you don't. So, um, you know, Delaney Walker, uh, I, after we had talked about that, you know, several weeks had passed by when you brought his name up, but. You know, who else does Marcus Mariota have to pass to in this offense? Right. Um, um you know, I mean I know that I know that a couple of receivers had, had some big days. Um you yeah, know AJ Brown, I think AJ Brown yeah. had a had a hundred yards on but you know, that was on like only if uh, I don't I don't even remember what how many catches it was, but it I wasn't many. Three. Three catches, right? Yeah. So it wasn't there wasn't a whole lot going on. Um, you know, so Marcus Mar like you said, you know, Delaney Walker, he trusts him. This is his guy. The the um, the tight ends coach is actually um, the tight ends coach was who uh, is actually who took over for Matt Lafleur as the offensive play caller. So um, you know maybe that correlates to some more targets and more opportunities for Delaney Walker. Who knows? But, yeah, he's um, yeah, just we'll a, see. A, a trustworthy guy for for Mariota. Um, got the six targets. Uh, it's gonna be like this a, a lot, especially in the red zone. He's just gonna try to find Delaney in, in those cases. It's like kind of like a Philip Rivers. Was finding Antonio Gates all the time in the red zone. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah, no, it was it was good, man. It was good. Um, somebody who else had a, had a big game shows up on this list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vernon Davis. He had thirteen point nine fantasy points. He had four catches for fifty nine yards and one touchdown. Uh, majority of those of of that came on on one catch. A, a crazy phenomenal play. I don't know if you saw it, Greg, but oh yeah, the uh, um, the the hurdle. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, he hurdled the defender on the sideline, was able to stay up. Um, but he had you know forty eight yard touchdown. Um, but you know Vernon Davis was filling in for 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 Jordan Reed, who was out with the concussion here. So. Yeah, good call by you. Somehow, how those injury analysis was on point yesterday. By the way. Oh yeah, no, we uh, you know, fantasy football diagnostics. We we actually we're trying to get we're, we're trying to do the best we can to provide you with the injury updates and the actives and inactives list. Um, we we really are trying to do the best that we can. So you know, bear with us if we're not getting it out in time. But um, again, follow us on Twitter, on Instagram at FF Diagnostics, and we'll try to get that stuff out to you as quickly as we can. But yeah, uh, Jordan Reed didn't play, so Vernon Davis in this one came through. So if you started him, um, shout outs to you. Um, so yeah, to round out the the top twelve, and you know this was a productive week from the tight ends. I know, you know, we man. always com- we've complained last year how the tight end position, you know, you could you could you could uh, draw a line between you know tight end six and tight end eighteen. Um, you know, basically the same thing, but not that wasn't the case. Uh, Austin Hooper, David Njoku, Blake Jarwin, Jimmy Graham, Travis Kelsey, Tyler Higby, uh, and George Kittle round out the top twelve. Um, but we, you know, we had we had a, a you know decent amount of tight ends. Um, you know, that's eleven tight ends show up with double digits, so that's a you know a really good number. Up, oh, Darren Waller is creeping up the list. Yeah, Darren Waller is probably going to get that number too, especially he, he already might, has it in full point he's PPR. At so seven. Seven for seventy. Yeah, that's, that's so he's he's creeping up this list. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is interesting. Okay, all right. So yeah, that rounds out the top twelves at all the wide receiver, quarterback, wide receiver, running back, tight end. Um, any other performances that stick out to you on this day, Greg? Uh, I just this weekend. My breakout quarterback of the year, Kyler Murray, had a very rough first three quarters. It was I was saying before he came through in that fourth quarter. Um, and I remember you mentioning Kyler Murray threw fifty four times. You said 
56? 54 times. 54, yeah, 54. times. Uh, that's an insane number. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, and especially for a rookie. Yeah, especially for a rookie. You, you, you could tell uh, which the Arizona coaches has a lot of faith in him. Uh, and I, I think he's going to be fine. He's going to be just fine. He, he's going to settle in. Uh, I think he just needed that time to settle in for that first game uh, and got the tie at the end with a, a good late drive. So, yeah, Kyler Murray. Yeah. No, Kyler Murray is going to be fine. And this game was really fun to watch because, um, you know, I could just feel it coming. You know, um, Kyler Murray just, you know, this the game I think it was like 20 – it was 27 to 15. Yeah, they were down two possessions with like six They were minutes. down two possessions. And yeah. I watched Kyler Murray get the first touchdown, um, the touchdown of David Johnson. And, you know, I was thinking, you know, I think Kyler, if Kyler Murray gets one more possession, you know, they might do this. And sure enough, they do. And, he, you know, he brings, he's able to bring them down, score again, get the two-point conversion to Christian Kirk. Um, and they went to overtime, which really helps in fantasy, guys. So if you ever... Had fancy players playing, and they're in a tied game. Um, overtime really, really helps. It does. It gets you right over the edge, like right though. Right over the yeah. It's it's really nice. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely. That was that was a fun game to watch. It was a good game to see. Um, when you you brought up stressful for three quarters. Um, if you guys listened to me and you started Josh Allen, who was my my quarterback sleeper, that is stress, man. Guys, if you start Josh Allen, I really advise you to do something. Just take my advice. Do not watch him play the game because you will Seriously. build you you will have all like aneurysms for three quarters if you watch him play the game. Greg, imagine this. Through a half of football, my fantasy quarterback had two interceptions and two fumbles. Through yeah. a half of football. <laughs> right? I imagine how hard I was tilting. Extremely yeah. hard. And and to imagine that it was against my Jets. So, like, what am I rooting for? For him to come back against my team, right? Like, no, not really. 16 nothing. Like, come on, man. Yeah, 16 nothing. You had to rub. You had to go rub that. I, I know. I just have like, to, to say this. Oh, man. Yeah, this is great. But this is what Josh Allen is. You know? Yeah. Like, yep. like you, you close your eyes, you put him in your lineup, and all of a sudden he walks out with 17.96 fantasy points, which, again, isn't great. Like it's not like that's not an amazing day, but this is this is just this is the floor I feel like right. This is not not maybe not maybe not the floor because that's kind of crazy because the floor there is no floor. It could literally just bottom out because the two interceptions and two fumbles that could be your day, uh, you know. And and, and uh, luckily he was able to salvage it. He had two hundred fifty four passing yards, a rushing touchdown, a passing touchdown, but he also had thirty eight rushing yards. And a lot of this happened in the fourth quarter. As Buffalo was making its comeback, um, and you know, like I said, this is kind of the perfect t- kind of player in a comeback game because, or in you know, garbage time situation because he can run and he can pass. And defenses, you know, as they're trying to defend the pass late in the game, they're you know they're playing these soft coverages. They're gonna give Josh Allen these runs. You know, they're gonna let him scramble because towards the end of the game, they don't matter. You know, um, but also to 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 that point, like. His arm is a weapon and his legs are a weapon and defenses know that. And um, again, the Jets defense, the Jets pass defense is going to be bad this year. I've said that going into this, the corners are bad. They can't run. Tremaine Johnson can't run. So we'll see that. So I'll go CJ Mosley single-handedly 
beat my dynasty team, so it's okay. Yeah, CJ Mosley is growing single-handedly beat the Jets. Well, no, that's not true. <laughs> the, Jet, the Jets beat the Jets, but we won't get into that. Luckily, this isn't a Jets podcast. It's a fantasy podcast, and fantasy makes me happy, unlike the Jets. So, let's keep going. Um, something else that stuck out to me, Malcolm Brown, two touchdowns. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. The 11 touches. Um, Todd, Ole, Todd Gurley owners, they've got to be... I mean, Sweating. while you're probably you're probably okay with the stat line, um, you know, you f- you feel worse about it if you see Mark- Malcolm Brown getting two touchdowns. Um, yeah, because then Todd Gurley didn't see the red zone too. Yeah, both in the red zone. Daryl Henderson even had a carry in the go- on the goal line. Um, but you know, Todd Gurley didn't seem to be happy about his usage either. So I find I find that part of it interesting. Um, you know, so we'll see how that storyline develops as the. As the year goes on. Yeah, Todd Gurley made his money, his bread and butter with go-to-go situations, getting in, like getting touchdowns in the red zone. If you take that away from him, he's he's just like a, you know, just a, a, a solid fantasy player, not the elite. He's, he's a solid. Actually. Yeah. Like I said, he's a, he's going to be a solid RB2. Right. right. Um, if you drafted him, if you dra- depending on where you drafted him, I mean, I wasn't drafting Todd Gurley in the first round. Um, I, I didn't. I didn't even want to do it in the second. Maybe I was willing to do it at the end of the second. Um, like I'm just trying to. I was trying to, to take as little risk as possible. But the only league I have Todd Gurley in is the League of Extraordinary People, um, and that's because I was able to get him in, in the third round. So uh, he's my RB two behind Lev Bell. And and if you got Todd Gurley in a situation like that, then you're not really going to be um, overly concerned about. Yeah, you'll be happy about this situation. You know me. I'm I'm particular. I'm I'm not me in particular. I'm not I'm not tilting about it. But if you are a Todd Gurley owner and you did take him in the first two rounds, um, you know would I run to pick up Malcolm Brown? Um, me personally, I wouldn't. And um, the reason why I say I wouldn't, uh, maybe I'd pick him up as insurance. But um, you know. If I didn't have any more depth behind him, uh, but if I had a Marlon Mack as my RB two, if I had, um, you know, I'm trying to think of another RB two. If I had a Dalvin Cook, if I had uh, a Leonard Fournette, even, um, then I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go crazy trying to pick up. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't start Malcolm Brown. I wouldn't go crazy making a priority to start Malcolm Brown um, if I had good enough depth. But to put yourself in that situation kind of every week to try to figure out, is this the week that I start Malcolm Brown over Todd Gurley? You know? Like, yeah. And you're never going to want to do that. And I, I I don't know. Maybe I look. Maybe I'm looking at this the wrong way. Maybe you do need to go out and get Malcolm Brown. Um, but I'm not. I'm a Todd Gurley owner. I'm not going crazy trying to do it, but maybe not everybody's in the same situation as me. So what do you think, Greg? Uh, I'm sweating a little bit. If I'm a Todd Gurley owner, I, me personally, if I did, if I drafted Todd Gurley, I would have already drafted either by Malcolm Brown or Darrell Henderson. Um, so I think I, I should, you should probably go ahead and, and grab him just for security. I mean, it depends on your situation though. If you have, like you're in case you have him as your RB2, like that's good production from him. So I don't. I don't think you need to worry, like, or someone that has someone him in your RB two or your flex. Um, but if you did draft him in that top round, you should definitely go get Malcolm Brown for some security. Yeah, it really depends on your roster. It really depends what your situation is like. If you're really deep at running back, um, and you could afford to, like, you know, t- look at your lineup. Take Todd Gurley out of it. Look at look at what your see what your team looks like. If you're concerned about your roster at that point, go pick up Malcolm Brown. Yeah. If you look at your team and you say, hey, I have enough depth at running back. You know, if you're in a situation where you're like, I wouldn't even know who to drop to pick up Malcolm Brown. 
um, then go ahead and do it. I'm of the frame of mind of, you know, if, you know, because you're, you're, cause you're probably like, well, John, well, what if Tiger Lee gets hurt? Like, don't I want Malcolm Brown? Um, and, and I'm of the frame of mind. I'd rather have running backs from other teams because if you drafted Tiger Lee, you knew the knee was an issue, right? So this was something that you were anticipating. You were banking. You got Todd Gurley at a discount. And you said, I'm going to take him here because I think Todd Gurley is healthy enough to play. You know, everybody thinks that he's going to he's you know he's going to be out. Everybody thinks that, you know, uh, he's going to miss time. But I'm drafting him here because I think he's healthy enough to play. That's if you drafted him in the first or second round, right? Yeah. Um. You know, so you did that. So continue to 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 do to make every move, assuming that you're right. You know, uh, because this is only week one, right? It's only some goal line touches. This isn't like Todd Gurley still had 15 carries. You know, Todd Gurley was still productive here. Mm-hmm. So. This isn't a situation where I look at I look at it and I say, you know, Todd Gurley's not Todd Gurley anymore. You know, like I, I I'm not I'm yeah, maybe again, I could be wrong here. I just I'm I'm not gonna overreact too much to this. I'm gonna kinda wait and see. Um, but you know, for him to get fifteen carries or you know, and make turn that into ninety one yards, he's still averaging six yards a carry. This is still Todd Gurley. Yeah. He had ten point six fantasy points, right? If you give him a touchdown, he gets sixteen, right? Yeah. So yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna be concerned about this. I think this is I think this is um, an anomaly here. I'm not gonna be overly concerned about Todd Gurley. Uh, just a actually quick also couple standouts. Well, that to add into you know our top performers, Josh Jacobs already has two touchdowns, so he's definitely probably gonna be in that conversation for a top running back, and also Tyra Williams coming through. With five receptions for 95 yards and a touchdown. So, they're both doing pretty well for yeah. the Raiders right now. Yeah. No, they are. They are, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, trying to think. Oh, we, you know what? We got to cover some injuries. Yes, we do. Um, for sure. So, we yeah. should definitely got to cover that. So, anything that sticks out to me, uh, to you, I, I I know for me, the first one is uh, Tyree Kill. That's mm-hmm. pretty big. Um we don't have the full news right now, but the diagnosis or the prognosis is anywhere from two to three weeks to he could be on IR designated to return. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think about that, Greg? Yeah, uh, that's a, a rough injury. Um, like Jalen Ramsey was just so physical with him and um, he already had caught the ball and it was already almost out of balance and he just got an unfortunate play. Uh, if... He's out, though. Sammy Watkins, like I was saying before, has some wide receiver one upside in that offense. Uh, and Tyreek Rowe, hopefully, he comes back and um, produces for your team. Uh, yeah, I one. think this is a this is a boon for Travis Kelsey, too. Yeah, oh, especially Travis Kelsey. That's right. He also should have got a touchdown, by the way. Pat Mahomes owes him one because he tried to do a no-look pass, tried to be cute with it. But it's all good. Um, yeah. Saw it on Twitter. I know. Crazy, crazy. The only injury that stands out to me, well, besides the Tyreek Hill one, the Tevin Coleman situation. Tevin Coleman, yeah. Yeah, um, that uh, he's going to miss some time there with his ankle. Uh, so Matt Brietta is the new one now. Uh, he got, I think, 15 carries or a good amount of carries. Oh, lead, led the backfield in carries. Uh, also, that does impact Raheem Morsett as well. Uh, so he's a name to be looking forward to in the waiver wires going forward. Yeah, um, someone else that got hurt, which doesn't maybe maybe doesn't affect people's fantasy um, the the position in their lineup, but maybe affects the other positions. Uh, Nick Foles, Jacksonville quarterback, Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback. Um, he's he's out with the broken collarbone. They put him on 
on IR. Uh, he had surgery today. Uh, the Jags say they're rolling with rookie quarterback Gardner Minshew, who actually didn't play too bad in nah, his, he, he his, his rookie debut. Um, you know, twenty-two for twenty-five, uh, two hundred and yeah, oh, I believe cool, that's far. one of, the, if not maybe a record for like a first start it's completion a, percentage. No, it's a it's a yeah. it's an NFL record for uh, start or most uh, highest completion percentage by a, in, in a player's NFL debut. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was twenty-two for twenty-five, two hundred seventy-five yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Um, but yeah, he he started out with eleven straight completions at one point in this game, so. Um, not bad for a rookie quarterback coming off the bench. Um, he was still able to get the ball, obviously scoring two touchdowns here. Um, I, I, I actually like this guy. We'll talk about him a little bit later when we get to waivers, but I like this guy. Yeah. Um, on the other injuries that stick out, I mean, but this, obviously this affects the Jacksonville offense cause, um, you know, rookie quarterback isn't really great for the entire offense. Um, so, you know, this, it sounds like you might think this is an upgrade for guys like Leonard Fournette or. Um, you know, it's got like an upgrade for Leonard Fournette because they're going to run the ball more. But, you know, that means that the team is worse, right? The, the offense, you know, offenses usually get worse when rookies come in. So, I don't know. We'll see. But, I, like I said, I, I do like this guy. But I, the probability says that he probably, um, you know, the Jacksonville offense will will take a hit because of this. Yeah, uh, that kind of, you know, doesn't uh, help maybe D.D. Westbrook. Um DJ Shark is so talented. I don't think it might not affect him that that much. Um, but definitely for those like easy plays that a quarterback or is supposed to make, it, it might you know be some rough roads going forward. Oh, my heart just smiled. You calling DJ Shark talented <laughs> makes me it makes me feel good inside. You know, um, another another person that's hurt, Devin Funches, broken collarbone. Mm-hmm. Um, He's expected to miss some time. Uh, Joe Mixon's Paris Campbell, be okay. Yeah, Joe Mixon said he's gonna, they, word is he's going to be okay. But Giovanni Bernard had a role here. He did. He did. Um, he was involved even even uh, before the injury. He was involved. So I mean, we talked about that on the pod. Um, but yeah, you know, like we said, just keep listening to us. We like we're gonna we're gonna try to grind out as many of these guys as we can, man. Um, you know, feed you guys these waiver wire gems. Um, but Juju Smith Schuster was uh, with a toe, but he seems to be okay. Um, I think that is it. I think that's it. Sterling Shepard has a concussion. He does. Sterling Shepard does have a concussion. Oh, sorry, Darius Geis. Yes, that's another one. Darius Geis is reported to miss time with he had a uh, apparently a, a meniscus injury, an injury to his meniscus. Um. But not in the leg where he tore the in which he tore the ACL. It was the other leg. So um, this is obviously interesting because Adrian Peterson um, was a healthy and active on Sunday. So this looks like you know he he'll be active going forward. Um, I obviously you know who I'm leaning towards for this, but we'll we'll talk about that later. That's obviously running back Chris Thompson. Um, but we'll you know we'll get to that later. I guess we'll get to that now because we'll go to the waivers. Waivers. <laughs> so uh, this is this this is the ones you guys care about. We know you guys do the waiver show. Um, so Greg, uh, I guess let's start at wide receiver or wide receiver because you know there's so much to go there. You know, let's just get it out the way now. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. What guys? What guys stick out to you on the waiver wire this week? Yeah. Even though he played 12 snaps, you you gotta go ahead and take that risk and, and add Mark Marcus Brown, uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown. Sorry. Uh, he's got potential to be a great boom player in this offense with Lamar Jackson. Uh, I think another player that's going to come up 
you talk about Tyreek Hill uh, going down, McCole Hardman. Um, that's going to be a name that you can see him step up as uh, the number two receiver in that offense. Um, with Travis Kelsey, he's going to be the number two pass catcher, or number one even. But as a receiver, McCole Hardman could step up. Uh, as far as where uh, Michael Gallup, really good game. I know he's probably owned by a lot of teams probably, but if he's still out there in your league, you, he needs to be picked up. He needs to be on rosters. Uh, and you already know, Tyrell Williams, he's got to be added in all teams. That man is going to produce with Derek Carr, um, no A.B., so he's going to do pretty well. Uh, I think those are the names that stepped up for me. Also, D.J. Metcalf as well. Uh, we, D.K.? D.K. Every time. D.K. Metcalf, uh, he stepped up probably the offense for a lot of Seattle in the passing game. Tyler Lockett got, didn't really produce other than that touchdown that he had, so uh, D.K. Metcalf as well is a good, a good name to keep an eye on for waiver wire pickups. Yeah, I think what this um what this proves to me is something that I've been echoing all off season, Greg, mm-hmm. and I, I I can't get you to agree with it with me <laughs> for whatever reason. Well, we manage we co manage two teams and on both those teams we seem to have the same same difference of opinion. I believe we don't have enough running backs. You don't believe we have enough wide receivers. Um but this just proves to me that wide receivers are you know, dime of a dozen any week I can go to the to the waiver wire and I can find one of these guys. I might not be right every week, but it just proves that they're there. Because um, there's guys that we're not even talking about today. Yeah. You know, Preston uh, Preston Williams had had a touchdown. I think it was 70 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, right? AJ Brown, um, we've mentioned before. AJ Brown, who we mentioned earlier. Yep. Rashad um, Higgins. Rashad Higgins. You know, scary Terry McLaurin. Oh man. Um, <laughs> John yeah, Ross. So yeah, it's just it's, the names. Is, 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 it's long. The names they go on and on and yeah. on and on and on. Yeah. Um, the one thing that sticks out to me though is the amount of rookie wide receivers that made this list. Right. Right. Like we have Marquise Brown, um, Terry McLaurin. Um, I guess that's really it. Oh, AJ Brown. Yeah. Had a big day. DJ Shark. So you know, DJ Shark, second year wide receiver. Oh, but second, still, second. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, young guy. Um, you know, but we talked about that number two wide receivers. You know, wide receivers near two. Michael Gallup. You know, he fits that that criteria. Um, so if there was one or right, one or two names that you would say has the long, like good season long outlook for these waiver wire pickups, who, who would Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown is really interesting to me because. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we talk about the, the, the you know the four the four catches, the 147 yards, the two touchdowns on 12 snaps. You know that's all of that right there is not sustainable, right? But right. if I can just imagine that he's obviously going to play more than 12 snaps, um, you know this guy's got pedigree. Again, first round pick. This is Antonio Brown's cousin. Um, so you know clearly the you know the genetics are there. I don't know if that's a um, good comment at this point, <laughs> right? I mean, hey, man, the, the you know, but the football, the football. True, true, true. Oh, you're right, you're right. Um, no, but, you know, you know, and then clearly you watch him play football and, and, yeah, you know, there's, we could talk about the numbers, we could talk about the stats, we can talk about all that, all we want, but, you know, all of that has to be put into context by what we see on the field. And this guy, is, he's just different, you know. Uh, and he fits in what this offense wants to do. They want to pound the ball down your throat, and then they want to throw the ball over your head. And they, they're able to do that. And when you have guys like him on the field, he stretches out the defense. He forces the defense um, to, to, you know, to give the offense more space. Because you think about the Ravens, right? You have to, you have to defend the Ravens laterally. 
Mm-hmm. You have to defend them horizontally, and you got to res- like you got to defend them phys- like vertically down the field. You have to defend them at every single level of the football field, behind the line of scrimmage, like the quarterback running. Um, so Marquise Brown being on the field, not being on the field, would just be bad for the Ravens' offense. I feel like, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Just the, like the threat so of him, I, like going the deep. threat of him, yeah. right? And I think as he gets healthier. Right, like I'm not gonna pick up. I'm not if I need a receiver to start this week. I'm not picking up Marky. Oh, maybe I will. I don't know. They play Arizona. <laughs> oh man. Oh, At that's home. juicy. That is so juicy. That's ju- it's juicy, oh, right? Man. So, so this is like the worst week because because the thing is is that realistically, right? If I had to realistically, if I had to bet, if I had to bid my fab money, which we're gonna have to bid our fab money, right? Like, how much, like, what percentage of my fab am I going to bet on? Am I going to bid on Marquise Brown, right? And the thing is, is that the price that you would have, because everybody in your league is going to go to pick up Marquise Brown. And the question we have to ask ourselves is, is he worth it? Because of all these guys that we named, only two of these guys are going to have long-term value. Right. Um, And so if I, you know, I, I made a comment about believing what you believe, so... If I, in the end, believe that Lamar Jackson is going to have a good fantasy football, a fantasy season, you know, he's my breakout quarterback, I have to believe that it's going to be that guys like Marquise Brown are going to have part of that. Yeah, so, I, I agree um, with you there, for sure. I, I have to, so I'd have to say I, I'm, I'm going to get Marquise Brown. I'm not going to get him with the intention of starting him this week, mm-hmm. but I'm going to get him to stash him on my team, kind of see him as like a wait and see kind of thing. Um, and, you know, see what his how his role develops going forward. Um, if I had to put a percentage of my fab budget on it, I'd say I probably wouldn't spend more than, like, 25% of my fab. So if you're – 25% is even a large number. I'd probably yeah, say I, maybe, I was going to say 10. I, maybe 10 maybe. Uh, yeah, t- maybe even 10%. Yeah, yeah. It, like, I guess the max I would go is, like, 15%. Okay, yeah. Okay, we agree with that, 10 to 15. Right, the 15, yeah, 15% of my fab is probably the max – the max that I would go, especially yeah, um, if you're because, struggling at receiver, yeah. Would... Especially because the thing is, guys, is that there's a ton of wide receivers available, right? We talk about it. It's just you know, DJ Shark for like again, he's another one. Yeah, he I think that to one me. is going to have some good long sleeping. Uh, like granted, outlook. the 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 quarterback went down, but um, you know, I talked about it. He's athletic. He's big. He's fast. Clearly, the, he was he was still being targeted even after Nick Foles left. Um, you know, I mean, granted, let's see how many targets did he have on the day? He had four targets, and he caught all four of them. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's a little bit concerning that he was that. You know, he was fifth on the team in targets. So that makes me think maybe that's not sustainable. Um, and you know, but at the same time, like I'd rather you, you could still like, there's still guys here like Terry McLaurin. Right. So like, um, there's guys that I'm willing to pick up. I'm willing to go to the labor wire. Like John Brown's available in leagues, right? Like, um, John Ross, if, if, you know, with that comes to fruition, he's available in leagues. Yeah. DK. So if I had, if I had to, if I had to, pri- Oh, Michael Gallup though. He's no. Okay. I correct him. Correct him. Correct everything. Scratch everything I just said. Michael Gallup's the number one guy. Yeah, he's. So I checked in Yahoo just now. I was trying to see what the percentage of his own is. He's on his sixty-eight percent of leagues. So Michael Gallup is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. It's a high number. That is a pretty high number. Yeah. So well, I mean, if he's not, if he, if Michael Gallup is available, I would go get him first. Yeah, immediately. That's he would be in my number one because yeah. I think that's going to be sustainable all year. Mm-hmm. He's going to have good matchups. He was seven for one fifty-eight, so he had nineteen point three fantasy points and a half point PPR league. Um. 
so he didn't even score like some of these guys did. Um, so and I think that's actually sustainable. The matchups are going to be great. He's got a good quarterback in Dak. He's in a good offense. They're going to score a lot of points. Um, they they are going to find themselves in some high over unders. So, um, yeah. He's probably the one that sticks out the most to me. Um, and then it would go Marquise Brown. And then after that, I, I think, yeah, it would probably be DK. DJ. Oh, DK Metcalf is also interesting to me too because he, he plays with Russell Wilson. So like, right. But the but the volume isn't there. Like Russell Wilson, I don't even know how many pass attempts he had the other day. Yeah, true. Chris was, Carson was many. balling. Yeah, Chris Carson was balling, but like you know, DK Metcalf had four catches. I think. Yeah, he yeah. only had four catches uh, for like eighty. Why do I feel like I think Chris Carson led the team in targets actually, and probably did. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, but um, yeah, Russell Wilson had twenty pass attempts. Yeah, it's a very low, low number. Yeah. yeah. So um, I don't know if the volume is gonna be there for DK Metcalf, but he'll definitely be. He'll again, all these guys will have usable weeks going forward. Um, but I wouldn't go running to spend an absurd amount of my fab budget on any one of these guys, because um, yeah, there's the possibility that. You know, there's a possibility that it's just not sustainable for the year. Right. You know. Um, Any uh, running yeah. running backs maybe on your waiver wire radar? Um, I think the only one. I Chris Thompson is, for sure. Yeah, Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson and Raheem Mostert, um, honestly. Yeah, Raheem Mostert definitely. He intrigue. He he intrigues me more than Malcolm Brown intrigues me. Um, uh, he, Edo Smith as well. Is the name Edo Smith, but even like, uh, I just that, uh, that just seems like it's gonna be a mess now. Oh, the, between those two. Yeah. Freeman. I mean, he he outplayed him yesterday. He definitely did, I, I, in my opinion. Um, yeah, no, for sure. Um, it's just... Huh. No, Chris Thompson's definitely the one, though, for me. He had seven catches for 68 yards, and I think he had 11 targets, 10 or 11 targets. Um, he was heavily involved in the pass game. Um, like we touched on before, we touched on it when we were talking about this game. Uh, we tweeted it out, uh, and we posted on Instagram when we did in the injury update. Um that he was a sneaky start because he he is involved in this Redskins pass offense and if this Redskins pass offense is losing which they they were on Sunday or on on Sunday and they, and they will be uh in, in many games going forward then Chris Thompson is going to be involved in the pass game especially with Darius Geis out that only that only increases his workload um you know Adrian Peterson when he's in on first and second down offense defenses know what the Redskins are doing uh, Darius Geis at least brought some some versatility to the offense. Um, so right now, so they're gonna go back to what they were last year, which was AP on rundowns, Chris Thompson on pass downs. So I expect Chris Thompson going forward to, to definitely be definitely be useful. And again, this is half point PPR leagues, full point PPR leagues. If you're in trouble in standard though too, like he's not gonna he's not gonna kill you. You could do worse for sure. Yeah, I think you hit on a noggin there with uh those running back guys. Um, another running back that I know um the box score didn't look great, but he was definitely involved, like I mentioned. It was Gus Edwards. Um he had seventeen carries in this one. Um, granted seventeen carries got him fifty six yards. Um but this just again, this just just showing that he's definitely there's volume in this offense, especially when they're leading by a lot. Um, so in, you know, if in games going forward, you know, Gus Edwards is definitely somebody you can keep an eye on if the Ravens are like large home favorites or projected to win by by a ton of points. But somebody to definitely uh, you know keep an eye on in those games, those types of games. Maybe don't add them this week or anything, but. Um, I thought the volume was interesting. Yeah, for sure. Uh, also, I mean, it's 
offense is gonna have you know be sharing the ball all around but rex burkhardt did have a solid game yesterday um yeah we we didn't touch on that game but go ahead yeah finish finish your thought there yeah rex burkhardt eight over carries for 44 yards and five receptions for 41 yards but he had eight targets so he was involved throughout the game um ended up with you know a good solid uh scoring output he's only owning five percent of leagues in yahoo so he's in that you know yeah in a deep league maybe a a reminder it's man i hate belichick (laughs) oh man i mean it's i mean i can't even really blame belichick like sony michelle we didn't even talk about him but we we talked about him as as somebody who was going to dog this week given the matchup given that the Patriots were large, were were five five and a half point home favorites. Um, you know, we thought this was something that we'd be able to. Um, this was a game that you know Sony would would have multiple touchdowns and mm-hmm. at least at least score a touchdown. You he know? got the carries. Um, no, he did. You know, he got fifteen carries. You know, but they went for fourteen <laughs> yards. Um, but the I think the the thing that was interesting to me here was the snap usage. Um, you know, he Sony only had twenty three snaps. Um, which is, you know, compared when you compare that to other running backs on the team, James White had 33 snaps. Rex Burkhead had 32 snaps. Um, so like James or Sony Michelle getting 23 snaps in this one, 33% of the running back snaps. That's definitely got to be disappointing. I mean, he touched it on the 23 snaps he was in. He touched it 15 times. Um, but this is one of the things. This is one of the, this is the concern I had about Sony. Um, and the Pats had to go and show me something different in the preseason to bring me full tilt. But I I was concerned for two reasons with Sony. One was the knee. The second reason was the lack of involvement in the in the or the potential lack of involvement in the past game. Um, and and while there was no knee issues, uh, you know, we definitely didn't see the involvement in the past game. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't. He didn't even receive a target. Um, I you know I'd have to go back and watch. I want to watch the film and I'll maybe pull up the numbers on it, but I don't even know if he was on the field for a pass play, right? So, um, you know, it's we had like, yeah, this is obviously is gonna this is gonna change going forward. You know, every week's not gonna be like this, but this is just I didn't think it was gonna happen. I thought this offense has shifted, but obviously, like you know, especially when you consider now with Antonio Brown being a Patriot, which we haven't even touched on, and with Antonio Brown being a Patriot, oh my God, oh, he's the enemy now. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, no full tilt. I hate AB. Oh, I hate man. the Patriots. I hate AB. Oh, but anyway, um, so this has got to be concerning going forward. You know, you know, this is if you're a Sony Michelle owner, just don't overreact. Hold on tight. Um, they play the Dolphins next week, so the blow. They're fourteen and a half point favorites. It started at fourteen and a half. I'm pretty sure that lines up to sixteen and a half now. So. Uh, <laughs> No, it is. I'm, I'm not even kidding. It's, oh, my it was 16. gosh. It, yeah, it's 16 and a half. How so, high do you think that goes? Probably like 17, maybe? Yeah, 17 would be pretty high, too. Could, oh, oh, man. Okay. Um. So, yeah, he's he's definitely one. Um, what about tight ends? Anything? Uh, TJ Hawkinson, TJ Hawkinson, honestly. Yeah, that's the, the name that is going to be. Darren Waller right Darren now. Darren Waller, yep. He's continuing to dog. Yeah, uh, Darren um, Waller. Uh, seven for pickup. seventy, so ten and a half points. Uh, T. Jackson, um, Vernon Davis. As long as Jordan Reed is out, I think you gotta. Yeah, as long as Jordan Reed's out, Vernon Davis, uh, Delaney Walker. If he didn't get drafted, which I know he was available in some leagues. Yeah, um, uh, Greg Olson you... did get uh, nine high, targets. Yeah, nine targets. So that's yeah. kind of a positive uh, number right there for him. Yeah, um, he's not practicing today, so um, they, he wasn't injured or anything. Low but... management, man. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe just a veteran, one of those veteran rest days that they do. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll monitor that going forward. But yeah, I mean, um, apparently you 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 could do worse. Or apparently, yeah, you could do worse. I said apparently because tight ends know how to. Apparently, tight ends are good at fantasy football now. <laughs> Um, quarterback, you picking up any court? Oh, I didn't mean I. I know I was gonna get to Gardner Minshew. So Gardner Minshew, uh, again, obviously, if you're in a 12 team league, you're not picking him up. You're not starting him. If you're in a two quarterback league, though, or even a dynasty league, Gardner Minshew is definitely someone that interests me. Um, 22 of 25. The Jags like him. Um, you know, he played well in the preseason. He was somebody. If you were playing preseason DFS, you you probably you 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 rolled him out there a few times. Um. But the, the guy coming out of college, um, he went to Washington State. Uh, if you've seen, I don't know if you, have you seen a picture of this guy. No, I'm actually looking right now on the you waiver. Should, line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got yeah, he's got like the handlebar mustache. He's like yeah. a, he's a character. So um, you know, he 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 actually his personality wise gets compared to Baker a little bit, um, because he's got a little bit of that swag. Um, but he's definitely someone in the, in a two quarterback league. Um. I'm definitely going to pick him up in a dynasty league. I would definitely look to pick him up because he could potentially, you know, this could be the Jags quarterback of the future. Yeah, and just um, to uh, add on how Josh Jacobs is doing that, they just, I just saw the craziest stat about how he's the first player since LT in his first game to have 100 rushing yards from scrimmage and two touchdowns, so. Josh Jacobs is going to be good. A uh, hundred yards from scrimmage and two touchdowns. That's not a that's not a bad stat line. Yeah, um, eighty five rushing touch, eighty five rushing yards, two touchdowns, twenty eight receiving yards on one reception, and he's not done. He's still no. Nah, yeah, he's, it's done. It's done. It's over. Oh, he's done. The game's yeah, over. Yeah, it's over. Uh, yeah, it's over now. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Uh. Yeah. No. Josh Jacobs. Yeah. That puts him at the RB six on the week. Look at that. You get a live update during the pod. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And Tyler Williams push. six for one hundred five and a touchdown. So that wouldn't put him even in the top fifteen at, at this. Yeah. Point this, crazy. this weekend. I what? cannot believe it. So that actually pushes Saquon Barkley out of the top twelve. Wow. So, yeah, there you go. Saquon Barkley's officially a disappointment. <laughs> Nim's going to have a field day tomorrow. <laughs> um. All right, Greg. Anything? We got anything else, man? Uh, no, I, I think uh, people are ready to make their waivers. Um, be smart with your decisions. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think we covered it. Uh, any letdowns that you got, you know? That's the only oh, thing. Oh, man. I know we're not, uh, not going to talk about our mistakes here, but yeah, it's, it's time. <laughs> no, nah, man, you know, you know, we own up to our mistakes, fancy football diagnostics, you know, if we're, if we're going to tell you how great we are, we got to tell you about when we're bad. And um, I mean, one that I, I feel like I don't, I feel like I, I shouldn't have to apologize for this one, but I'm going to because I told people he was the start of the week and my tight end. Uh, yeah, that's George Kittle. I said he was going to dog. I said he was going to eat. Um, and if you watch the game, he was dogging. He was eating eight for 54 was the final stat line, but he had two touchdowns called back. Um, both of them for offensive penalties, obviously. Um, so, so those hurt. If you're a George Kittle owner, they hurt. I'm a George Kittle owner, so it hurt. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. What about you, Greg? Anything, anything you uh? <sighs> you My boy, uh, QB start of the week, Jameis. I said he was going to eat. Said he was going to shut up this defense, uh, the 49ers defense. They were they banged up, and the one strength that they don't at uh that they the one weakness that. You know, Jameis has is his picks numbers. You know he throws the picks. Uh, and the 49ers only had two all year last season. Two all year. And they had three yesterday. So, Jameis didn't uh, really come through for me. Um, yeah. 
I'm just not gonna talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I stopped putting my eggs in the Jameis basket a long time ago, but it's a favorable game. Um, like it was, it was. All no, I, hey man, the process was right, and yeah. that's okay, and that's what we talk about. You know, process was right. Um, you know, there were this was a high over under. San Fran had a bad defense last year, um, but as Jameis, as Jameis, as we know Jameis to be. He's inconsistent. He's prone to turnovers, and 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 the Jameis turnover is it me or is the Jameis turnover always worse than the average? Turnover? It is because it's so um just the decision making <laughs> is so bad sometimes. It's like the one screen, the last pick though, it's a screenplay, <laughs> and he just like can throw it away, throw it on the floor, throw it near the running back. He decides to just lob it up and just let it get picked off. Like I, I just don't understand it sometimes. His decision making. You know what? I, I, a friend of mine said something today. He said, because uh, I, I used to be a Jameis Winston fan. And uh, a friend of mine said today, because I said, uh, by the way, if you guys haven't noticed, I'm off the Jameis bandwagon. And, uh, and he said, you know, John, stealing crab legs is, is indicative of poor decision making. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, that makes all the sense right there. Started it early. makes all the sense in the world. It started early. early. We should have seen the signs yep. early. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, Jameis Winston got... He got caught for stealing crabs' legs while he was in college at Florida State, and that wasn't even the worst thing he got caught doing. So we won't even get into all that stuff. But yeah, I'm off the Jameis bandwagon, man. Uh, yeah, I'm I mean, I'm curious to see what Bruce Arians does. Hey, you know what? I'd be curious to see like hmm. maybe we could work on a three-way trade. All right, I got it. You ready? Okay. We send Mitch Trubisky uh-huh. to Dallas. Yep. We send Dak to Chicago. Yep. And then we send Jameis. I guess we just left Jameis in Tampa. Damn. No, we were supposed to send. Okay, we're spending. We're sending Mitch to Tampa. Right. Sending Dak to Chicago and sending Jameis to Dallas. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because now Jameis just has to be the game manager. Yeah. Just hand that ball off. Just give it. Give it to Z. Just hand it off. Right, you throw it every once in a while. Only when Amari Cooper's open in man coverage. Mm-hmm. Nah, I think Dak's about to get his forty mil. I think, I think, <laughs> I think Jerry Jones is actually gonna gonna chalk. He's gonna cough it up. Hey man, I hope I so. How- then me and you are gonna be getting paid on that salary for like five hundred k. We're gonna be out there. Uh, and, and we're getting gonna paid. Good. <laughs> we got sponsors? No, no, not yet, not yet, not yet. Oh man, <laughs> dang. Sorry. See guys, we don't have sponsors yet, so luckily for you guys, we don't mean no commercial breaks. Yeah, no, no means... commercial breaks. The flow is great. I don't have to be like, you know, what has good O line security? ADT. Nah, I don't have to do any of that. Like, so we're good. ADT. If you want to give us the plug, you know, we we here. Yeah, we're here, we're here for all home security. <laughs> um, no, nah, I mean, but that's it. Um, that's all I got today. Yeah, it was, it was a good show. It's good week one wrap up. Um, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm excited for week two already. <laughs> Yeah, bro. I mean, look, week two is already here. I mean, Monday Night Football just finished. That's true. I mean, week two is here. Yeah, week two is here. It's yeah. official. Let's start putting these claims in tonight. Yeah, we already know we're going to have that full access at the, the Browns-Jets game next Monday. So that's going to be dope. Oh, man. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Uh, I'm not, uh, Yeah, don't even get me started. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, uh, yeah, I guess this is a wrap. People, we will uh, we'll catch you out later. We'll be back later this week as we... You know, do a uh, season, a week, a week two preview. So be on the lookout for that. And uh, if you haven't already, go ahead and give us that five star review. Go ahead and give us a, a rating and review. Top five, top uh, five. Subscribe, top five, top five. Subscribe on uh, Apple iTunes. Uh, follow us on Spotify and subscribe on Stitcher. 
And uh, as always, Fancy Football Diagnostics, we got you. And this time we are out. Out.